Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Tone Talk with Mark and Dave. It is uh, Saturday, 1 o'clock, and we're going to do another question show with Dave. Punish Dave with questions. 1 o'clock for you, 10 o'clock for me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 1 o'clock on, on the <laughs> East Coast. Water for me. Just keeping it keeping it low key. Um, your light's a little dark. Oh, that just went back on. No, it's just that that's the software doing it. Oh. Okay, interesting. Well, I hope everybody's doing well. We uh, wanted to do another one of these and get together live and um, and answer questions with Dave and myself. If you have any questions for me or for Dave, uh, today's to do it. We're going to go live for about an hour. Uh, and today's episode 104, by the way. Um also, today's show is brought to us by Sweetwater and Sennheiser. So, uh, Sweetwater, make sure that you click below. We have an affiliate link. And if you buy anything on Sweetwater, that helps the channel. Um, and Sennheiser is a sponsor of the, of the show as well. So, um, where's my microphone? The, the E609. Really cool microphone. I don't know if anybody's checked this out. Oh, you got one too. <laughs> I got one too. It's like a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know these are awesome for uh, for live stuff for you know club guys and stuff because you know you can just you can drape this over your cabinet with the mic cord. You don't need a stand, and it sits right against the speaker cab. You can kind of place it wherever you want. Let your amp sit on the cord, kind of. And uh, and it's a really fast, quick, easy thing that no one knocks over or bumps into or kicks down or kicks out of the way. And I, I'm sure there's a bunch of guys out there using these. And uh, it's a good kind of full frequency response microphone. It's, it's cool for guitar. It's cheap. It's not expensive. And uh, it's really durable. So it's awesome. Yeah, durable is, is right. Yeah, it's built like a tank. That's for sure. Um, and like you said, draping over is, is super cool. It makes it really easy. Well, it just makes life easy, and you, and you don't yeah. have to worry about the stands. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about someone banging into it, the singer tripping over it, or <laughs> cord grabbing the stand, uh, anything. Yeah. You know, it's kind of bulletproof. It doesn't move. That's unless great. your amp rattles off the top of the cabinet and the mic just falls to the ground. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This this is super easy, super convenient yeah. too. Um, so make sure you, uh, I'm going to provide a link also for these uh, the Sennheiser E609 microphones for guitar. Check them out, and um, uh, also check out this, the link that we have for Sweetwater. All right, because they're awesome. I mean, who doesn't love Sweetwater? And they sent me some candy. Where's my candy? Oh, I. You know, That's the favorite thing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I left it in the garage. Uh, I had a, like a whole bag. You know, I actually, uh, I had them put a note on my account to only send me certain candy. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you like again? I forget. The Fireballs? Uh, fireballs or uh, this, you know, Smarties. Um. I'm scared of the la uh, you know, I'm scared of the um, bit of honey kind of ones because uh, they pull the fillings right out of your teeth. <laughs> that is so Although true. very good, but they will pull the fillings out of your teeth. 
That's so true. It's so true. And I was going to say that I really like the bit of hunting, but it's, it, it is really good though. Yeah. At, at our age, I, I can pull a, like not only a filling, I can pull like a cap off my t- <laughs> crown right off. Right. You exactly. don't want to go through that again. So no, no, I don't want that. That's, that's, so. that's not a good thing. Although so one of our listeners, um, viewers, um, did send me, and I'm never going to go run out of these. So did send me 250 fireballs. Wow. It was, it was like a, you know, a container that's like this big, this, this high. Or <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like, Oh my God, what the, what the hell am I going to do with these? A lifetime, lifetime supply. It's literally a lifetime supply of fireballs. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, you know, yeah, so you far know, like, out of two fifty, we've consumed you know a dozen. Well, now what you should start doing is giving them away when you send out amps. Here's a fireball. Oh, that's a good idea. That's how I can get. Ah, now I know how I can get rid of them. Yeah, not that. Not that I don't appreciate it. So whoever sent that, I do appreciate it. Uh, I just that's a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be eating that much, you know, candy and stuff. That's, nah, a, that's, a, that's a big fireball. So yeah. let's jump. Let's jump right into the questions. Um, so uh, there's the first question right off the bat from Mark Aromi. Uh, Dave, what do you really think of the EVH brand amps, guitars, and products? How do your amps compare to EVH amps, tonal transformers? What Friedman amp would be along the lines to compare? I can say my feelings, but you go first. Well, I mean, I think I think the EVH stuff is is a quality good product. I don't I don't necessarily think it's um a bad product. Uh it's more mass produced. I think most of them are made in Mexico, maybe some of them are made elsewhere. Um and I mean, for me, it has way too much gain. I, I mean, I mean, on like say the fifty watt, which may, is that the fifty watt mark next to you? Yeah, this is a, a stealth fifty. So, so on the fifty watt on the lead channel, I mean, I'm, I'll run the gain at two. <laughs> I mean, the the lead channel has so much gain. I I, I just oh, don't believe the lead it. channel, the red channel. Yeah, the red channel. I actually yeah. have it on three. It's on three. The gain. Yeah. Okay. Two three. Yeah. Right. So. It has so much to me, completely unusable gain. I mean, you know, you have such a, a limited um, threshold in there. You know, it's like it sounds good, but you know, it's one to three. You don't just don't have a lot of play there. And I yeah. know that's the red channel, but that's you know, that's uh, that's the channel that Ed used most. Did he really use the red channel? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, see that I'm shocked on. I really like the blue channel the most. The blue um, channel's uh better, but you know they even at one point in time they even added gain to that. So the the first I think the very first issue of the amp the the 100 watt amp, the very first one. That was the great. First ones that came off the board. The second channel I thought was really great. Um but then he added extra gain stage to it later and it it like doubled the gain you know um i just don't think that much is needed yeah and i and i think it's detrimental uh i i, I think it just leads to a uh, less dynamic fuzzier buzzier 
sort with, of tone. But with that said, you can dial the amp back and it can sound really great. Yes. I think it's a good amp. I, I, I don't yeah. get me wrong. I think it sounds really good. It's a great sounding amp. Yeah. I mean, um, I really, I don't I really, really like have any, I don't have any issues with it. Uh, it seems to be mostly targeted at more metal players. Like the 5150 also, the original which is, 5150. Which is, I find interesting. I don't think that was the initial intention. Um, uh, comparison to, to one of my amps, I mean, like if you're taking the 100 watt, I would compare it to the BE100 Deluxe. Uh, the BE100 Deluxe does not have the same amount of gain. Uh, if you put the sat saturation switch uh, it on, it still might not have the same amount of gain. Right. Um, but I actually don't believe in that much gain either. So I think as you you learn, less gain is better. In the long run, less gain is generally better. Most of the classic things you're trying to emulate had way less gain than you think. Most of your players that I find uh, use my amps, let's say, you know, you know the, the pro guys, let's say Jerry Cantrell or something, you know, his gains are down at six. You know, it's not so six on a BE channel and six on a on a JBE channel on his amps. I mean, that's way less than most people try to use. <laughs> right. So, right. Uh, you know, that part of that big tone is from less gain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I how is it going to be different? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, ours is a little more boutique using a little more boutique parts, uh, you know, uh, USA made Synergy mustard caps. Uh, Haybor transformers, uh, you know, does that matter? Uh, it depends. I, it just part of a recipe. It's also, so, vo I think your amps are voiced differently. Also, I think they're, I think they're voiced differently. There's some similarities and some differences. Mm -hmm. I think so. I don't know. Maybe that's the best, but, but I am, I am a fan. It's a good amp. So. Yeah, I'm a fan of EVH products overall. I've got yeah, guitars are good. Wolfgang stuff, fifty one fifty. I'm curious what the uh, icon iconic fifty one fifty is going to sound like or look like. I know what it looks like, but you know, just sound like yeah. Um, Tony D, thanks for the super chat. This is for you, Dave. What made you uh, do a Mark II of the Naked Amp? And was it a certain part that were no longer available for the Mark One? They sound a little different to my ears. Um, well, that's, that's kind of, I mean, how the naked came, how the Mark II came about is I just, um, I made a couple versions that were new using kind of the parts I use now. And then I tweaked the circuit a little bit more with Reza Masavi, uh, who, has one and who's done a lot of videos of it hmm. for uh you know a little more percussiveness a little slightly brighter a little more attack you know um i mean it's still the same circuit it's just it's just slightly different um i think the new one's far superior hmm. that's cool um oh 
grab this real quick. It's not a super chat, but Gary Z06, thanks for the question. Whatever happened when you and Bill Keller were, were talking about making a 20 watt butter slacks? Any plans? I think a pandemic and a fire happened. Um, yeah, exactly. Pandemic, fire, uh, and parts per, per, uh, procurement, so, shall we say, um, are issues all right now. So uh, will that come about? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. That'd be cool. Maybe. He was really into it. Yeah, it might It might, might happen. At the time. Um, Andrew Paul, thanks for the super chat. Really appreciate it. Hey, Dave, how would you route time-based effects when using a SIN module in the effects return of an amp? Thanks for doing these shows. They're the best thing on, internet, on the internet. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, well, that's easy. You you put the time-based effects in the loop of the SIN module. That's how that works. So, Wait, say that again? Um, when you use the SIN at either of the SIN units, right. the effects loop is still active in that unit. Right, 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 right. So... Um, so essentially, you can insert your time-based effects in the effects loop of the SIN. Right. And then when you're switching, you still have your post effects. I mean, I suppose you could also insert them in line after the SIN, before the return. Well, no, if you're, if you know, no, that's right. You put them in the loop of the SIN. Okay. Um. Frank Picha, Dave and Mark, great show. Dave, when which switching system do you like and why for a guy with 10 or more pedals with one or two rack mount effects? Would you go with like a GSX? So you're talking... Uh, uh, or a switching... You're talking rack mount effects because you say you have rack mount, rack mount switcher. So uh, no, I would say the RJM effects gizmo probably would be uh, the first choice. That'll take care of all your needs. Hmm. And I'm in GCX or GS. Yeah, yeah GCX. GCX. Yeah, GCX uh, was a great switcher that I used all the time, uh, and still is a good switcher. Um, it just is missing some of the modern things uh, that, like the RJM has, hmm. like a uh, mute muting. Uh, so there's clickless muting. Um, mostly that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what about like ground lifts or anything for any kind of? Uh, there is none of that. So, uh, you know, that's a system dependent, depending on what you're doing. Ah, okay. That's why that that's why the professionals do it, like me. <laughs> right, right. Daryl Cousins, thanks for the super chat. Uh, Dave, what's a safe master volume level range when running a BE50 Deluxe into an Oxbox at eight ohms? Any tonal advantages to running it at? In the upper end of that range, love my BE50. Thanks. You tell me. Turn it up and see what you think. There's uh, there's no right. I mean, you can run the amp on 10 if you wanted to, but I don't think you'll like it then. Um, but I think he's saying safe. Is there anything? There's nothing the safe. It's it's all safe. Okay. As long as your amp is healthy. Um you just have to listen, start turning up the master volume and, and stop where you like it. I mean, at some point at around 
five-ish or six-ish, you start to distort the power section of the amp. So is that good or bad? There's already a lot of gain, so it's not maybe you don't necessarily need that. Uh, maybe it'll start to sound worse. But, I mean, off the top of my head, I would say no more than like six. <laughs> okay. But you can you can turn it up and surely wherever you find that it seems to sound the best, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Mack, thanks for the super chat. Absolutely love this channel. Oh, that's great. I own an Ingle four by twelve. Can it? Uh, can it has a stereo mon? I guess and it has a stereo mono switch and a through left and input quarter jacks. Can I damage the amp and cab running the through jack on mono to my head? The through jack it has a so. What are you asking to my head? You generally come from your head, so what you mean? Are, are you asking that if on mono and you plugged your head into the through jack, is that what you're asking? Will that harm? I don't know what they did for the switching exactly, but uh, theoretically, that's in parallel if it's a through jack. So I would think that it's the same as the other jack. Only in mono. Hmm. In stereo, obviously, then it becomes the the other side. Like the, uh, the Marshall switching jacks were, work different. It's uh, 16 or 4 in mono. And then it's uh, 8 in stereo. So there isn't a through on that. Okay. Don't don't totally quote me because I don't know what's going on with their jacks exactly. Swizz eight seventy one. Thanks for the super chat. Hey Dave, any suggestions on what Marshall type amp and speaker I might use for a Highway to Hell era ACDC tone? So a Marshall type amp, Highway to Hell type tone, and well, thanks for down. Right. It's a, a Marshall 4x12 with greenbacks in it. Um, and probably a 50 watt uh a 50 watt non-master volume Marshall uh or JTM 45 now and it's not very distorted. It's probably like volume of five. Hmm. Yep. And it's just breaking up. I mean, I, if you're just talking newer stuff, I mean, you know, that their stuff would have been more vintage amps. So I think Live Angus uses uh reissue super leads. Or on some of the some of the amps at least. But I think there's an older amp that it goes in an ISO cabinet that has actually gone to the front of house. So Okay. All right. I'm going to make sure I don't miss any super chats before we leave today. Um, but I think I just missed a bunch, but I'll have to go check that channel. It, it, it's okay. I have a little extra time. If not, I don't, I don't have an employee coming in today. Actually. Okay. <laughs> I thought I did originally, but I don't uh, unexpectedly. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can go an extra half hour. Um, Chandler Motorsports. Thanks for uh, the super chat. What do you look for in products you distribute through 
boutique amps distribution. How does a product like the JHS Bonsai sit in your mix? Hmm. Well, that, that's not distributed through. I'm not exactly sure totally what you're asking. Uh, what do I look for? All our all Friedman products are distributed through Bad, uh, unless it's a total custom shop um, product, um, which. I am con I can contractually do like 30, 30 custom shop amps a year or something. Um, so the JHS Bonsai is an awesome pedal. I can tell you that. Uh, I think uh, you know it's every tube screamer known to mankind in one pedal. Oh, it's a great. And I, I, I think also. it's an awesome pedal. So I uh, think I think also maybe just to clear up the way it works with bad is that the products that are distributed through there are also in many cases built through there uh right. yeah all the products are all the products they're like my partner so all the products are uh distributed marketed uh th through bad uh, direct sales to europe we have our own sales guy in europe and uh meaning direct sales meaning we don't sell to a distributor who distributes to stores. We have our own person in Europe that dis that that sells to stores. So we sell to store direct, um, which keeps our prices down. It's it's unlike uh, unlike other models. Like uh, the old model used to be used to sell everything to a European distributor and they distribute, but then it's another price markup there. So uh, and and bad uh, makes the products so. They're manufactured at bad and i'm down there every week uh you know uh testing every amp that leaves the place <laughs> and uh that's how it works very involved okay um how weird of youtube right now like i wanted to go read the super chats and it told me i have to read like some user agreement to see all the all the super chats. So I hope I don't miss people's super chats because then it's asking me to like read a user agreement. So I'm like, Oh God. Okay. Um, try to sort through that. Frankie boy. Uh, the B E deluxe SIM in the quad cortex sounds amazing. Do companies like neural DSP ask you before making a SIM? What do you think of collabs like that? Uh, no, never heard it and can't even tell you <laughs> so i make nothing off of that i it's kind of irritating uh it should be irritating it's irritating but it's kind of the modern world lately so um um yeah so i don't know <laughs> I, I i'm not going to get into the politics of that it's 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 interesting mm. We've talked about that on other shows and stuff before. It's uh, so. I mean, I, I I will say that we are. I mean, just because we wanted everyone else has done it, we wanted to offer some. You know, hopefully, we'll have some new digital stuff coming out in the future. Uh, new digital, um, maybe some new plugins and new things. Uh, we're also offering. Um, uh, Kemper profiles now starting uh, with the naked amp, kind of an obscure amp, 
that are done uh, off the Big Harry Guitars site, Michael Nielsen. So if you want a Kemper profile of the Naked, you can go get it at Michael's site. And we will probably do some others down the road of that too. Uh, it's like if you can't beat them, join them and just do it better. <laughs> right, exactly. So that, that was that was sort of the thing. I mean, there's no stopping it, so why not offer some official ones? You know, how I wanted to hear it. So, gotcha. although it's not the real amp, man. And no matter what you do, it's still not the real amp. No, no. But in, in some instances, you know, it serves a purpose, you know. I mean, they're cool. I mean, you know. Well, if but... you got to fly in a plane and you, you don't have a choice and you don't want to use rented backline and stuff like that, and at least you can take a relative facsimile of your amp, you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's going on with my uh, YouTube. I can't. I can't go in there and like see the list of super chats like I normally can. I can only see it in this. Anyway, I don't want to advertise all my problems, <laughs> but uh, I hope I don't miss anybody. Waterford Giant, thanks for the super chat. Uh, came came back to my dirty Shirley Mini after two weeks out of town. Love all or all over again. <laughs> Perfect, great, man. Yeah, it's a great amp. Um. I've been meaning to get one of those, but I'm like, you know, I've got the dirty Shirley module for the synergy. I'm like, do I really need, do I need it? Do we need anything? <laughs> no, we don't know. <laughs> do I want it? Yes. Uh, more guitars. Thanks for the super chat. Thank, uh, Hey guys, thanks for the show. What will uh, be Grover Jackson's involvement with your guitars? Have a NoHo arriving this week and cannot wait. I'll also have four of your amps. Um, Grover has, uh, well, essentially Grover has semi, well, semi-retired. So he's making, uh, he's making some, he moved to Nashville. He's making some parts now and things. Um, um, uh, how future involvement, uh, not so much anymore. Um, so now how that worked is, we have a new head luthier. We'll probably make an announcement of that. We're using some of the same team that existed here making the guitars originally. Um, and some new new people that are even cooler, you know? So um, not to worry. It'll still be the great quality guitars, if not better. So awesome you, you do have to realize that so i was really heavily involved in how those guitars were so you know just given to give grover hey make something they wouldn't have turned out exactly like they are you know so my involvement is what made that guitar be what it is so yeah i've so seen just, some just saying I, yeah, I've seen some people who are like, oh, you can just get a GJ2. It's like a Friedman. I said, no. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. not. It's I different. Mean, it's just a different aesthetic, a different uh, uh, feel. Attention, attention to detail. I, I was very particular how I wanted it to feel and 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 be and how it how the pickup sounded and everything. So, yep. Yeah. I'm glad I've got both. So I, I can compare and contrast yeah. too. So, um, 
Else got music. Thanks for the super chat. Dave, you get praise for your effects loop design. Seems like a simple thing, but clearly it's not since they're a bad design. What makes for a bad loop? Mm, uh, lack of transparency is what makes for a bad loop. So you want to make a loop as transparent as possible with uh, as little crosstalk as possible. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to take uh, credit for that design. It was uh, designed by a guy named Steve Miller. It started off as uh, for uh, Metro. And um, it was a Metro loop. Now, it was a licensed design that we use, so we didn't just take it. Um, and since it's been tweaked some over the years, so, uh, it, you know, it sort of became more of my loop because there were some, uh, definitely some tweaks. It's not just a standard. So George, it wasn't George Metropolis. Metropolis well, it was loop. originally done for George designed by a guy named Steve Miller. I gotcha. And, and then we, we were involved with George. We were using the loops. And then later, we still wanted to use the loops, so we licensed the design. And then over the years, we've altered the design with little flaws that were in it that we felt we've improved upon. So I'm not, I'm not going to say, so it's a Friedman loop now, so to speak, but I'm just telling you the lineage of it. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to take entire credit for that. Right. No, I mean, that's that's how it started. Uh, Michael Nielsen says it's hard to pick which is better. Both naked revisions have a great mojo. Yep. There you go. Michael Nielsen. Go to Big Harry Guitars. He's the man. Uh, let's see. By the way, um, BV, if you're watching, maybe you can send me any super chats that I miss. That would really help me out because for some reason I can't get to the the link there. So, but I think I'm caught up. Alex B, what's going on? How? Thanks for the super chat, uh, Dave. When you did Lukather's pedal board a few years ago, uh, do you happen to recall if he had built a built-in boost on the ecstasy drive channels engaged all the time? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure he well. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. I can't quite remember. I, I mean, I would think that he was using it in the boosted mode all the time and just switching channels. I didn't. I think I didn't, that's how it was set up. I didn't recall that you did Luke's uh, pedal board. Yeah, yeah. I had done a, a larger pedal board. He still has it. Then. Then he sized down to a smaller one, even. So, well, then it became two that his tech did. The other one was a little more advanced. It had uh, the, the the delays were in parallel with each other instead of in series with each other, and and the other was just a basic board. Like these days, it's just kind of a board. Maybe I forgot that you did it, but. Uh... DC, thanks for the super chat. If I see a question, I will pull back to it. Um, oh, here it is. Is this it? No. Get Mark Kendall or Tom Kiefer on the show. I I did uh, I did ask um, 
Tony Higby, who plays with Mark Kiefer, Keith with Tom Kiefer, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting the two names <laughs> blended <laughs> together. Uh, about that and um i don't quite quite recall the answer but um but maybe yeah when he starts kind of doing press and stuff again Hmm. yeah i'd love to get tom i um i'm psyched for uh dean delio absolutely it's gonna be awesome i can't wait and that's coming up this coming week Mm -hmm. on friday night so which i'll make a formal announcement soon and also at the end of the show but it's basically friday night at uh 7 p.m pacific Pacific. time 10 p.m eastern time late night for mark it'll be late that's fine i'll take a nap in the daytime (laughs) there you go you should do that i can't take a nap no never i will Um, i will try to take a nap uh michael nielsen with the super chat. Thanks, man. Uh, hey guys, people ask me often, what's the best way to switch two or more preamps into the same power amp? Dave talked me out of it years ago. Well, talked you out of it. I mean, I don't know if I, I, uh, I mean, switching preamps is not that hard, but there's some things you got to know about it. (laughs) I mean, it really needs to be kind of a built rig um to do it properly i mean you it's um you need a bunch of isolation transformers and you need uh your switcher grounded uh, grounded to your rack rail and your Furman grounded to your rack rail properly and everything there's a lot to know about it this is why people are paid to do this stuff yeah i mean my experience with it recently now i know so you Michael, get a bunch of hum I got a bunch of hum. That's, that's exactly. You didn't, that's because it's not done. You have ground loops between everything. Right. Now, another <laughs> guy who I was working with through email uh, had a bunch of preamps, wanted to put it, you know, and I told him to get the GCX, you know, the whole thing. And I warned him about the potential hum. And he wrote me and said, everything's quiet. It sounds fantastic. And I was like, yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> i doubt that Here, here's the thing is like people uh, some people think there's a certain uh, some people don't realize that it's not supposed to hum like that <laughs> some people accept hum yeah that's, that's it, it doesn't have to be any so so in other words if you plug well here here's the thing let's just look at this basically so if you just take a guitar preamp with a grounded cord and plug it into a power amp with a grounded cord and one cable between the two, you have a ground loop. Automatically, you have a ground loop. Hmm. Because you you have two ground connections. You're one through the audio cable and one through the power. So you have a ground loop. It'll I mean, right on the bench, I could lay two things on the bench and it'll hum until I ground lift the other preamp or something. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it'll hum. So I mean there's anytime you connect two pieces of gear that are electrically grounded, you're going to have issues. (laughs) So there's a whole bunch of stuff to know on how to hook it up. Right. Well, for me, I knew immediately because I, everything was quiet. And then when I hooked it up to GCX and had everything hooked up, there was this level of hum that was there. Well, and then other things you got to know. So you got to know. So like, say you have a GCX, you can't lay it necessarily on top of your power amp. 
No, because, it wasn't. But... Because what will happen then is the field hum from the power amp transformer is bleeding into the, the cable and the relays that are sitting right above it. So then there's another hum there. <laughs> right. So there's, there's, there's a lot to know. Right. And there's, there's a lot, it sounds like there's a lot of pitfalls. I don't know but. if there's pitfalls. If you do it right, it works perfect. But. Well, if you know what I'm saying for the layman yeah. person who's just like, oh, I'm going to hook it all up, there's a lot of pitfalls. Correct. Um, ZXCVBN. Uh, if if that means anything, that's 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 cool. Uh, thanks for the super chat, Dave. In a two by twelve cab, which speaker is more versatile, a V30 or a G12H75? Mostly for seventies, eighties rock, VH, Floyd, Zeppelin, ACDC, Def Leppard. Thanks for these shows; they are awesome. Thank you. I mean, I think that will come down to a matter of preference on tone. I mean, I think both speakers are just as versatile as another it's just the overall tone do you are you okay and the cabinet it's in too actually so like for instance like our 212 cabinet i particularly i like the vintage 30s but i chose the vintage 30s to go on our 212 because of the speaker enclosure i thought those speakers sounded the best in it um so it's really a matter of the the tone difference so, like, a, a 75 is almost it's a little more metallic sounding, a little more scoop sounding. Um, kind of a more metallic greenback in some respects. Uh, it's not necessarily my favorite speaker, although it can be good. So, uh, another option for a 212 would be, like, uh, if you want, like, higher powered or you're going to play bigger amps through it is the uh, Celestian Redback. That's more like a big high-powered greenback. Pretty cool. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, by the way, there was a criticism I, I sent it to you for the last Ask Dave show that we did where <laughs> sometimes uh, we're like, well, it depends. It depends. I mean, this last question right here was very specific. It was great. Uh Asked what he had his question, told us what sound he wanted. You know, uh, it was very, it was specific enough that you could answer the question. Now, sometimes mm -hmm. people ask questions and it's a, a bit vague. We don't know what kind of music they're playing, we don't know what kind of amp they're playing. And like, sometimes, yeah, yeah. And we're like, right. it depends on what amp are you playing. It depends. So this one guy was like, you know, why don't you just give suggestions on, okay, well, if it was this amp, I would get. I mean, I get it, but we'd be here all day. Like sometimes, like people, I would. My suggestion would be like people try to be as specific as possible when you when you ask a question. Well, I mean, uh, um, I I mean, it still comes down to it's a matter of preference, a lot of the time. So, so if you say, "Hey, what what's the best flanger?" Okay, like specifically, what's the best flanger? Well, okay, for me, I, I will list the flangers that I like the best. So um, uh, there's, and I'm not new or old or whatever. So there's the, I thought of another one recently. There's the um, F, Ibanez FL9, I think it was called. It was a, a kind of a yellow TS9 or, you know, 9 series mm. uh, yellow flanger. That was a cool one, actually. Right. There's a boss flanger, probably the least 
favorite, but it has been used on some famous stuff. There, uh, there's the classic MXR thing, and then there's Electric Mistress, Electroharmonics, and then there's ADA Flanger. So now, if you don't tell us that you play Van Halen, how do we pick which Flanger? <laughs> if you play Van Halen, the obvious choice is the MXR Flanger, you know? Uh, if you know, if you say, "Oh, I play Pink Floyd music," I would say the Electric Mistress flanger. Uh, you know, um, and you know, if you say, you know, I I play music kind of like the Cure, I would say the Boss flanger. Mm. So, um, it's it's hard for me to just pick. I like all those. <laughs> so, so you know, how do I how do I how do I tell you what's the best? I, I, I got to know, I got to know more information. So that's why I always say, so well, it depends. What kind of music are you playing? And, you know, mm. I'm just trying to look when a guy comes in and consults with me to do a, a guitar rig and he asked me the same question, what I'm going to come back with. Well, okay, here's some of my favorites. What style of music are you playing? What, what are you, you know, mm. what are you doing? So it's hard to just say, Hey, what's the best flanger? There isn't a best. It's all just different colors. It's different pizza. What's your favorite pizza, Mark? Got? You know, like, <laughs> you know, right, right. Well, I mean, I, you know, this place down the street does this good thing, and this other one does a good deep dish. Well, it depends and this where does, I am, also. Yeah, it depends. I, you yeah, know, if you're in New York, if, or if I'm you know, in New York, I'm in Chicago. You know, I'll, I, yeah. some people can't stand deep dish pizza. But I I love deep dish. You know, I'll I'll have it. Um, now I'm going to get hungry. Um, and I, and I've now been I'm going to want pizza. <laughs> yeah, I want, want pizza. And I've been really healthy lately. I've been really trying to be good. Chandra uh, Sh- Sharma, uh, thanks for the super chat. Hey, guys, love the show. Picked up an Ampeg VL1002 that Dave modded. A lot more aggressive tone than my BE100. Anything you can tell me about the mod? Huh. I remember doing it. Um, uh, that's a good question. What I did, um, I'm not sure what I did. I'm not familiar with that amp. I don't, I don't really remember what I did. I think it has an extra gain stage where the B100 doesn't, but it depends on what B100 you're talking (laughs) older, newer, B100 deluxe. So, see, it depends again. <laughs> it depends again. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the next super chat that I see. So, uh, BV, if I missed any between the last one and this one, please let me know. Uh, Michael Bagdanowicz, uh, thanks for the super chat. Any plans for an amp marketed for metal rhythm guitar with tighter bass response, aggressive game, blacked out aesthetics like... Reza's uh, custom 50. Uh, we could. We could. Um, notoriously, um, the market isn't that big for it. So, uh, I mean, I absolutely could do that. And, you know, maybe it would be along the lines of Reza, Reza's custom 50. Um, 
but it it is kind of a question. I think at some point in time, there's got to be some things in our line that need to be discontinued, to be honest. Um, you know, you, you keep adding, you keep adding, you keep adding, and it just gets to the point of... Well, it makes like, sense. At some know, point, you got to discontinue. At, at some point, depending on sales of certain products, you might want to discontinue some, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, then that, also- yes, that is a possibility. That's something I I would like to do. I've got a couple ideas about that. It's like, but what, what, which of your amps could you, could you discontinue? It's like, well, well, the Bucks and Betty could go away. Uh, that's not an amp we make very many of at all ever. Uh, not selling, anymore. not selling that. Well, well, it was pretty expensive for a clean amp, but it was a great sounding clean amp. It's amazing, right? Um, I mean, it really particularly good. Uh. But it's a lot. People don't generally want to pay that much for just a clean p- platform. Um, you know, there. I, I mean, to be honest, there's some signature amps that that probably we don't like to do that. But <laughs> you know, and probably don't have to. But there's some that don't sell that well. You know, that's cool, buddy. My buddy's at the airport right now. Uh in montana yeah and um he's with slash right now oh just sent me a picture of slash at the airport there you go they travel on planes yeah there he is with his guitar in hand Mm -hmm. so and he wrote uh i'll try to see if he'll be on tone talk (laughs) i'm like okay awesome thanks for letting me know that's my buddy ron Mm -hmm. um Mr. Anderson, 59, thanks for the super chat. By the way, I mean, we you could ask Slash one day. I mean, or you would that have to go through like management and everything to get him on the show? Probably. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if he's that much of a gearhead, though, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I, I haven't. I guess I could ask. I haven't, but I could. I don't know. I I don't I don't know. If people really get to ask him a lot of questions about besides like, oh, what'd you use to record Appetite for Destruction, which we all know a gazillion times. Um, anyway, Mr. Anderson, thanks for the super chat. Hey guys, I do mostly small bar gigs in the rural Midwest. You know what I'm talking about? Bush Light, Bratwurst, and '70s Rock. Uh, it's funny. What lower wattage Freeman amp would you recommend I purchase? Uh, uh, maybe the uh, Run Twenty, or maybe the JJ Junior. I'd go say. with the JJ. At least you have two channels. You know, you can go back and forth. Um, it, it, it seventies though. It depends. It, it depends on what that mean means. Hey, see, it depends again. Right. It does. Depend. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? How how much seventies is that Aerosmith? Is that you know? I I mean, well, it's a bar band, so it's probably a bit of everything. See, I, I would pick the JJ Junior because. It, can really take you to all levels of beyond 70s rock if you wanted it to so you're pretty much covered in my opinion like you can do van halen which is 70s um you could do aerosmith you could do acdc correct but 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 you might not need the highest gain mode and you might need the slightly lower gain mode with the runt Mm. so that's that's what i was thinking so I uh, there's my thing. There's my thoughts. Okay. You can also do a runt that has 
a mod on it for a higher gain tone too that i could do like a separate master with a, like a lead tone kind of thing that would be cool so that was the one thing about the run that i was well i had the original run i think you changed it a little bit at some point right yeah a little bit yeah because yeah, I, I was like i could just use a little bit more gain it was just like get maybe go to 12 <laughs> um mm-hmm. so at least that was for me uh yeah, notoriously too. a 70 that's why i say that notoriously yeah, a 70s, 70s thing wouldn't be necessarily that as gainy yeah yeah uh, how you doing, Vibhouse? Uh, Dave, do you have any tips for a base DI that can go direct into an interface or front of house? I'm looking for one that can translate effects such as fuzz, fuzz octave fil- filter well, uh, well and not have that high-end shrill. Uh, yes. In fact, I do have a suggestion for that, and it's brand new. And it just came out, and let me try to get that info for you right now. So there, there, there's a guy that works for me um, that used to be the head tech, uh, head Mesa Boogie Tech, um, uh, and ran the Mesa Boogie store here in Hollywood for 25 years. And he now works for myself on Saturdays and uh, Bad also as a kind of a, a tech. But he has his own company doing this... Uh, alpha di which is a tube di um just came out it's on reverb somewhere now um i'm trying to get that information as we speak so uh just came out really cool it's uh, they're filming a video today of that actually with joe barisi uh it's been vetted by all the cool you know i think the guys in slipknot have one and and a bunch of people that Joe Barisi knows and works with. Um, so it's a really cool tube DI, base DI. And uh, uh, again, I'm working on finding the information. So stay tuned, keep listening, and I'll find the information for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this is probably a good time to remind people to press uh, subscribe and click the bell so you guys can get all the notifications when we go live. I also will start posting more in the community area where um, I'll post notifications on when our, what our schedule is, what next shows are coming up. So if you click on that, you'll be able to see these posts as well as uh, the live notifications. Okay. Uh, As well as please check out Sweetwater uh, in the link below the video um, and buy your stuff and check out Sennheiser. Uh, it's really cool. E609 microphone for your guitar amp. Very cool. Um, all right. Let me go back to the questions. You find it, Dave? No, not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll get it. All right. Uh, why? It, it sounds great though. <laughs> Y-M-E-S-Y-D. DT, thanks for the super chat. Dave, how do I take a plexi and give it the EQ curve and immediacy of a match matchless chieftain? Love the matchless, but not flexible enough what in the gain. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting to me. I don't know. Um hmm. the immediacy of the matchless matchless chief. I mean, they're totally different amps, kind of. Um, 
I have never had anyone ask that kind of question. How do I make my Marshall sound like a matchless? That's interesting. Um, you can experiment with some EQs, maybe. That's the best thing I could tell you. Uh, I mean, there's not much. And Plexi is a Plexi. There's not too much you can do other than slightly EQ it. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Or 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 do you take the mass matchless chieftain and make it sound more like the plexi? So like if you like the matchless, use the matchless and then just hit it harder with like say a boost pedal like our Buxom Boost or something. Yeah, and then you can get the gain. But and then you can weird. get the feel and stuff of the of the matchless, but then the gain that you're asking. So because you say it's not flexible enough in the gain, so I'm assuming it's not enough. So you, I mean that would solve that. Right. Interesting. Okay. Thanks for the super chat, guys. Uh, John Lucas, thank you. Uh, hey, Dave, did you keep the point one output couplers in Jones's su super bass? Uh, I don't believe it had it. It's a later super bass, so I don't believe it actually had the point one up of uh, the couplers in it. I can't quite remember. Mm. I mean, to be basically, to be honest, the amp basically when you when you cranked it up, ran it like he did, uh, it sounded like Van Halen. To be honest, <laughs> it didn't really sound, you know, like it. It sounded like a great Marshall-y, Van Halen-y kind of tone. And who are we talking about here? Adam Jones. Adam Jones. Okay, I'm sorry, I was spacing there for a second on Jones. Cool. All right. So this helps clear this up. Uh, Phil McKnight mentioned the same problem about the super chats on his live stream. Seems to be across the board update. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Some, yeah. Some weird thing because you used to be able to go into your channel and see all the super chat list um, in case you missed it during your, you know, this live thing here. Uh, okay. I got it with the base DI. Okay. So it's JT amplification, uh, alpha direct box, and they can be purchased on reverb. So if you type in JT, JT amplification, you should find the alpha direct box standard. It's $5.99, free shipping, and uh, it's an all tube signal path, uh, Cinemag output transformers in it. So it's a really good quality box and that'll take your pedals great done wow. cool go get them bass players they're good <laughs> uh thomas selmer olsen thanks for the super chat i wonder what country that is what is that do you know i mm, thomas selmer olsen z-a-r it's some scandinavian country maybe I don't know. Mm, not sure. But not sure. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. It's You're probably like two cents. <laughs> <laughs> I always like that. The, the, the interesting, uh, uh, I, I'm sure it's not two cents. I'm just joking. But it's it's always interesting when you see other, other currencies. And the amounts, sometimes you're like, well, you look quick. And wow, someone gave us $400. Oh, wait, no, it's $4. <laughs> so I'm looking it up. Z-A-R. Oh, it's South Africa. Oh, okay. Cool. 
Wow. That's cool. So what's the exchange rate? I'm just looking it up. Oh, it's not that bad, actually. It's points. Oh, no, it is bad. 0 0.068 of the dollar. No, one dollar of theirs is 0 0.068 of ours. Yeah. So it's not even 10 cents of one dollar tra translation. Interesting. But even still, that's awesome. Um, your run design ended a 10-year search of mine to plexi sound out of tw of a 20 watt. How did you figure out the combo of cathode bias, but with the NFB and fixed resonance, big amp feel, small iron genius? <laughs> I agree. I well, agree. that's the thing. All our 20 watts. I mean, that's why everyone keeps saying, well, I don't like EL 84s. I, I think that's a bunch of crap. Um, and our power amps don't sound that way. They sound huge. And how did I, uh, I, that's a good question. How did I figure that out? It, it wasn't, you know, it started really with um, the power section of a, uh, a vintage Marshall 20 watt, 18 watt amp kind of started with that. And that's what I started with. So, and, but then with the run amp, I added negative feedback to it with a presence control. So I, you just play with the stuff to get it right. You know, you just listen, you compare, and I would compare the power sections to the bigger power sections and try to get it, you know, mm -hmm. the a balance. You know, it's like you get, you got to get the recipe right. Cool. Anthony DiCarlo, thank you. Uh, Dave and Mark, thanks for the show. I just got Synergy TS1 and TD Deluxe BEBB and Two Notes Cab M from Sweetwater Link. Oh, thanks so much to record my interface. Just got back into playing. What do you suggest for a next purchase? Uh, well, get some of the cab packs that they have uh, now, like the Lynch cab pack and the Phil X one that gives you a bunch of Cool stuff. Also, big hairy guitars, and then there's a couple cab packs coming down the pike from me and Pete Thorne. Um, so uh, get that stuff for the cab M for sure. Uh, it'll be great. What's the Synergy TS One? What is that? TS One. Or do they mean just the Synergy Sin, Sin One? Maybe there's Sin One. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what Man, that must is. Must be the sin one. Okay, you could get yourself a couple more synergy modules. Sure, I mean, there's all sorts of ones. I mean, the 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 Fryat ones are neat. D depends. Uh, well, here we go again. Depends. <laughs> depends on the style of music you're going for. You know, um, the Fryat modules are cool. Uh, the you know the the Bogner. Oh, well, there's not a wait. There's Bogner modules. There are bar big Bogner ones. Yeah, those I think are neat. There's an, um, an ecstasy, and then the, the Dirty Shirley module of mine is awesome. I was going to um, recommend that, and then it's in the SLO, the Soldano. The Soldano one is 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 really great. Yeah, that and there's be... new modules coming, so keep an eye out for those. Yeah, good. That's good news. That's yeah. good news. Is a new one from us coming? Oh, really? Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Um, I'm taking this question because I really like the name Roscoe P. Coltrane. <laughs> you remember? Do you remember? You ever watch? Uh, yes. Hazard? Yeah. <laughs> Roscoe. <laughs> As a kid. Just the name's great. <laughs> yeah. Roscoe P. Coltrane. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, try to. Is it Fiaz? Fiaz amp the other day called the Clyde Tone. Wow, it sounded great. Anybody tried one of these? Have not. I've no. heard of it, but I've never tried it. Mm. Thanks for the question and cool name. What's up, Ben Coombs? Hope you're doing well. Uh, let me get to the super chats. Jean Georges Guaz. I did my best. Hey guys, I love your channel. Do you think Synergy will have new stuff soon? Look at that. I sort of just answered that. Yes, there's 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 more modules coming for Synergy for sure. Stay tuned. Many more. Actually, I I, I off the top of my head, I can think of four different modules and down the road some new hardware and all sorts of stuff. Sweet. Very cool. Um, I love the uh, the Sin fifty fifty power amp. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, also, the kind of the Fryette version also is mm -hmm. is awesome. I, that's got a few more features. Mike Torrin was telling me. Um, their voice slightly different. I mean, I think I think it sounds really good. Okay, I thought it was cool. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see what else we got. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Dana McWhite. <laughs> uh, why do they still make guitars with volume and tone knobs? They're not needed and mess up the sound. Everything is done through the amp and modules now. Mm, not oh, no, 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 no. We're going <laughs> to, okay, here's what we're going to do with you. We're going to lock you in a room with a single channel amp and a guitar. And here, you have to get all your tones now. <laughs> uh, I, I totally, totally, absolutely disagree with that. And, and you should be locked in a room with a single channel amp and have to deal with that. Be because there's so many tones you can get with just rolling your volume knob off alone. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge tone knob user, but there's also stuff you can do with that that that's cool. Um, it, and you know, it, it it does depend a lot on your on your music that you play. But you you have to there's dynamics, and you got to learn the dynamics. And and using a volume knob is is very if very play, dynamic. If you played live, most people who play live with a band know to use their volume knob because that's how you get the dynamics and. You can change. I mean, I was never one of those guys. Like, if I wanted to go from clean to dirty, like if I was doing a song like like Bad Company or whatever, and it went from clean to dirty, I did, I usually would not do like a clean channel, then go to a dirty channel for the two different parts. I'd roll my volume down to get the clean part, and then you know, this, that's this is where less gain comes in too. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, like for instance, like you have a, a plexi style amp and you're 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 cranking this amp. Okay, even if you're using it with an attenuator, let's say, or or like a fry at power station, there is so much dynamics that you can have with that. It can go from icy sparkly clean mm -hmm. to full on raging distortion with just your volume knob. So the volume knob is very, very, very important. Yeah, yeah. and not to mention you have to learn how to control your rig too so you know like 
if let's say you okay let's say you're using a lot of gain you got to learn how to control that at, at a reasonable state even if it's at a reasonable stage volume if it's at a loud stage volume you know if you don't know what your volume knob is you don't know how to control it it's just going to squeal on you now to the point of this guy's question uh, you can get this guitar from PRS if you want, which is, hang on, let's see if it comes through. So it has no volume knobs, no Isn't pickups. Isn't that an acoustic? <laughs> That's what you would call an acoustic, yeah, but it, the bridge is a piezo. Yeah, yeah, it's acoustic uh, electric thing. And Yeah, and there's, there's, there's no knobs on it also. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. And that's a that's a private stock. Someone paid like twelve thousand for that, which is insane. Um, Fret level midnight. Please ask Dean about his Henry Rollins bathroom story. It is hilarious. <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll have to remember that one. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious about that myself. I'll have to write that down. Hang on. <laughs> uh, Dean Henry Rollins. I hope that's not setting us up. Well, I mean, like I, I go way back with Dean. So, like my my relationship started with Dean around 1990. So, so uh, I, I, you know, should be in, should be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Ray Mitchell, thanks for the super chat. Hey there, Dave. While we're here, would you please tell people why they need to mount their power amps in the bottom of the rack, pretty please? That's exactly where mine is. Well, that's that's really simple. That's weight distribution. <laughs> you put the heaviest things towards the bottom of the rack. I mean, I, I look at people that, that make racks, and I see how they lay things out sometimes, uh, like end users, and I'm just scratching my head. <laughs> I like going, oh, God, it's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> how they're doing this um there is rhyme or reasons of things um uh, and but the power amp in the bottom by far you need the heaviest thing at the bottom of the rack otherwise it becomes top heavy and you don't want that now now if there's a particular reason why like say you have a studio rack and there's a particular reason why you just want to reach up to your left and be able to change the volume all the time. Okay, maybe, but if it's moving or traveling, forget it. No, at the bottom. Right. Stay curious. Thanks for the super chat. I see the question. Uh, have you ever played with the Levinson Blade Falcon double block vintage tremolo? I wonder why more makers do not try to copy this trem. I have not. Levinson blade, the blade oh. trim. I I know about that uh, trim. Yeah, no one, um, no one seems to use that ever, <laughs> at all, <laughs> on anything. Um, I'm not sure why that is. I've never actually, I physically looked at one, but I've never physically used one. I'm looking it up. I don't think I've ever seen one. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never tried one, so I've never even seen them at Nam or anything like that to even give you know give one a go. Um, 
Nico Network. Dave, what's the connection between you and Mark? See, this question comes up. I told you this. Uh, <laughs> ever consider building him a left-handed amp with all the lettering and numbers totally backward? <laughs> oh, that, that would be fun. <laughs> I'd take it. <laughs> I, I could do that. It could be some panels where all the names are backwards. Oh, God. That'd be confusing for me to even do. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, put it uh, Put it easy um i would uh, mark used to be uh, a co-host on a different show and i was on that show and uh essentially uh you know i did the show and then mark left that show and then i, I messaged him about him leaving well why'd you leave and um and then i was thinking about it i go well you know maybe we should do our own show and uh, I, I go, but here's the prerequisite. <laughs> the prerequisite was I don't have time to do any of the basic logistics of the show. I can't run the show. Um, I, I'm way too busy in my life doing rigs, uh, amp mods, Friedman, customer service for Friedman. And in general, you know, I work six days a week. I, I don't, I can't. You know, I can't do I can't do anything else in my life. You know, it's my wife still looks at me sometimes and like going, really? <laughs> um I so, uh, I so essentially Mark in. goes, I can do that. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, okay, let's try it. And, and the that's irony how, was I, I was out. Yeah, I was out. Like I wasn't gonna do YouTube anymore. I I'd only done it like for six months on another show, just talking solely about mostly Van Halen. Um, and after that, I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. And when you asked me, I was like, really, you want to do a show? Okay. Tell me more. And are you serious? <laughs> you know, like you really want to do it? Um, so yeah, that was uh, over a hundred episodes ago and four years ago. So yeah. And it's, and it's been great. That's how, that's how it worked. That's how it started. So Mark works hard to, to get all this going and keep it going. So, uh, you know, if it was left up to me, Jesus, <laughs> we, we, you'd have a problem. You wouldn't be seeing very many shows. <laughs> <laughs> no, it worked out perfect. Worked out yeah. perfect for both of us. So, uh, and I'm, I think everybody who watches the show enjoys what we do. So I, I appreciate everybody who watches. And for those who don't enjoy it, well, don't watch. Don't watch. <laughs> exactly. Simple. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Next question. And we got 20 more minutes. Timothy Pierce, where can I sign up for the free fried egg amp class? Um, this isn't a thing yet. <laughs> it's not a thing yet. Yeah. I, I, it depends on if I can talk Bruce into it. So hopefully it'll happen. We'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. Now I'm back to the bottom here and let me scroll back up and see who I missed. If I missed anything. Okay. Uh, yes. Craig Tomlinson. I get not using the one spot PS Daisy chain because of ground isolation issues, but are they acceptable for use with a single pedal? If no. not. Now I love one spot products, the bigger power supplies. But for some reason, and in fact, I'm going to ask him this one day because I sometimes use the other power supplies and I buy stuff from them. Um, the one spot, if you just plug it into a pedal, causes the pedal to buzz. 
it's it's just a poor switching power supply it's it's just not done very well now i it's interesting because i just plugged one into a delay pedal that's running in front of my uh morgan Mm -hmm. you know and i don't hear any i didn't hear any buzz you sure just one pedal well let's see (laughs) (laughs) we don't do it right now well i'm just curious i'll see if i hear any buzz that's that's it right there. I just turned it on. So, well, uh, you, I mean, clean. If the amp's clean, you probably wouldn't hear it. No, it's got a little dirt to it. But if you cranked it up, you'll probably hear it. It's got a little dirt to it. Let's see. Is this on? Right. Okay, just turn your guitar off. Crank the amp on ten. Crank Don't play. Amp. Okay. No, I I got you. Crank the amp on. Yeah. Now pull the input cable. <laughs> You're 100% right. Well, I mean, I'm hearing some hit. Is the delay off? What delay is it? Boss or something? It's a Keeley. Is it off? No, it's on. Okay, turn it Turn it off. It'll now still it's off. Do it with it off. And then pull the cable in and out. No, it doesn't make a difference. With it on, it makes more of a difference. Okay, well, maybe it works. I mean, like, if a, if a certain pedal filters something a certain way, maybe it'll work. But a lot of times, they don't work. Uh, I've had issues with them in the past, unless they change the design, and it's, like, improved now. Well, this one's old that I have. So it's an old old one. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, honestly, if you, if you have multiple pedals and stuff, I, I mean, I personally would just get one of their other power supplies. Yeah, I would I would definitely not daisy chain. I usually just use a one spot. Definitely don't daisy chain. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, uh, if you want a perfectly silent switching power supply, a Boss PS uh, PSA nine volt supply works perfectly with no problems. Hmm. Thanks for the super chat. Y M E S Y D T. Uh, I found a Hughes and Kettner duo tone for next to nothing. Any thoughts on those amps and can I turn it into something badass? That's a good question. Never have never played one and have never worked on one. So I'm not sure. I just don't know. Yeah. They make nice amps. I mean, it's probably pretty decent sounding. I think, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't remember much about the, those amps, but they're they're all tube, right? The duo tone. They are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, most. I mean, a lot of the Hughes and Kettner amps sounded pretty decent over the years. Uh, Andrew Paul still waiting for the day when we have a Friedman amp build class. Name the price. <laughs> uh, talk to Bruce. Um. Just can't shred. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's my. That should be my name also. <laughs> I just can't shred. Uh, just got a Freeman Vintage Two by Twelve for my SLO Thirty for a steal. Just wanted to say you make a killer cab. The, the Vintage Two by Twelve, Vintage Freeman Two by Twelve. What's yeah? What's it's just the Vintage Grill Cloth. Oh, the vintage grill cloth. I got you. It's the standard horizontal 212, I would imagine. 
unless it's the vertical one. What are you looking up? Me? Yeah. Uh, I had I texted someone <laughs> to texted me. Oh, I got you. Okay. Uh, dirty Shirley module for sure. Seriously. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, really awesome. good. It's great. It really is great. I just plugged that in today, as a matter of fact. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, tone skill legit. Tone skills is legit. I know you modded Reza's Monomyth JCM eight hundred. Thoughts on Monomyth amps? Uh, you know, I I think that might be the only one I saw, but it was based on a pre tone stack Jose Master volume Jose amp clipping diodes along the lines of Fortin, along the lines of Cameron. Uh, that's essentially what it is, or at least the the amp that I worked on. Um, so. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it sounds like that sound. So hmm. I don't do in my amps. I don't use that pre tone stack master. I don't do that thing. Can I play a dirty Shirley combo at bedroom levels? You can, it sounds a little bit better, more opened up maybe, but, um, you can sure the master volume works well. Okay. Stephen Mossy. I like how these are different colors. I wonder why that is. Best speaker replacement for the Blackstar HT40 replacement. Best speaker replacement. So that's a combo, I'm assuming, in a 12-inch speaker. Oh, boy. Um, hmm. Well, you need something that will handle. I'm assuming it's a 41 amp. So uh, you need something that will handle enough wattage at least. So, um, well, I mean, probably a Celestion I would pick, uh, probably could, it could be a vintage 30, could be a Creamback 75 or Creamback 65, could be maybe even a Redback Celestion. I think those are probably all the best choices. Um, they all sound different. So me knowing what would be the best for that particular amp i'm not overly familiar with that amp so in fact i'm i've never played one so i'm not familiar at all with it yeah i mean i played my cousin had one i'm looking at it right now um i think a vintage 30 would sound really good Vintage 30 might be good or you, if you want a little more warmth uh and stuff maybe the the red back actually is a great speaker because it's got a nice kind of creamy top end hmm Interesting. Okay. Mark Lavanish, thanks for the super chat. Would uh, would your custom shop make me a three channel preamp with three active channels? BBBE one hundred BB for wet dry wet. If so, how do I contact them? B. Uh, Buxom Betty BE one hundred. Well, there's two Buxom Betty channels. Maybe he meant, I'm not sure what he meant. For wet, dry, wet. Hmm. Well, you can email me at freedmanamps uh, at gmail.com. And maybe we can clarify exactly what you want more. You say a preamp. 
Um, my, I mean, I'm not saying it might be possible. Sure, maybe. I haven't done that yet. I've been meaning to, but I'm I'm not saying anything's technically possible. It just depends on the time. If I have the time to do it. And also, if you're willing to pay for it. <laughs> That's always key. Uh, Gabe Caceres, uh, I, I don't know if I said that right. What synergy module will get close to Slash's Appetite for Destruction, Amtone? Great show, thanks. Um, I would, I'd probably say the BE module. Um... Maybe the JC Main Hundred module. That might not be enough, though. I was thinking the Plexi module. Oh, actually, the Plexi module would probably be good. Yeah, because that has enough gain on it too. Yeah, Plexi module could be really good. Yeah, that might actually be the best choice for it. Seeing Stomatic, uh, thanks for the super chat. I'm sure it's somewhere here. Here it is. Dave, do you have any interest in high-powered, clean Friedman amp style, uh, style amp a la Two Rock Steel String Singer? Well, I mean, high-powered. What's high-powered? I mean, we... Um, we made one that didn't go over so well, the, the, the Bucks and Betty. Uh, I mean, it was a like a 60-watt amp. It was very loud, very pretty clean. But are you talking even like like a 100-watt amp that's totally clean kind of thing? Um, I mean, you know, it, I don't think it'll sell that well for us, you know, frankly. Okay. So BV messaged me and said, if we only have 20 minutes left, we may want to turn off the Super Chats because we have enough already to keep us going. Um, I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> Let me see if that's even possible. Um, how do you do that? That'll take me forever. Even just well, let's to... do, let's just keep answering super chats. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I have no idea how to do that, BB. So we'll just keep going. Um, let's see where else we got. Jamie Stevens with the super chat. Thank you. Um, what did you ask? Let me see if I can find it. I don't see it, Jamie. Was there a question? Let us know, Jamie. If you have a question, man, let me know, and I will uh, I will pull it up. But I just do not see it. Uh, Leonard Rodriguez, how's it going? Thanks for the super chat. Dave, your NoHo 24 is unique. I've never played one. Can you talk about its design and tone and why you decided on the short scale and wood? Okay, well, I have to say that the short scale was a, a Grover idea on that. He had a design for that, and I, I think we quite liked the concept, and, and, it, and it worked out really well. Um. Uh, as far as the wood choices, well, there's several wood choices there. Uh, uh, but generally, a maple top guitar, I always tended to like a basswood back um, with guitars that have been around in the past. So um, I think the maple kind of 
gives the kind of attack and snap to the basswood that the basswood normally by itself doesn't have. So that, that was the rationale behind that. And then we did some really cool ones like Sammy Bowler's guitar where, we, you know, it was like the, the crazy flame maple top underneath painted over. Mm. <laughs> People were like, why did you paint over that top? Because it was cool. <laughs> Peeking out. Peeking out. Exactly. Uh, T-Top. Uh, hey, Dave, what's your opinion on the 1987X? Love your work, guys. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. Well, I, I have mean, one. Right uh, yeah. Uh, 1987X can be cool. I, I don't think the spec is right, really. I mean, it is a version that existed, um, but it, it needs a few tweaks, I mean, to make it to really sound good. Um, and also, I find that the reissue transformers sound a little abrasive in the top end, so there's some tweaks that I do to that generally internally in the circuit. Okay, and that's what you did to mine. Well, I did your. I did the whole Van Halen thing to your yours. So it's uh, this. You know, doesn't it have six CA sevens. I have no idea. I don't think. I don't know if you told me that. I, I did. Um, and it has a fifty k mid pod and the, all the Van Halen tweaks to yours, and it's made to run on ninety volts. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. If you're going to do that. Great. Kind of if you're going to do that kind of stuff to it, it's a good platform for that. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think they can be totally good. Uh, uh, they just needs a little caressing and a little bit of some tone shaping to them. Uh, Nico says, "Thanks." Thought maybe you both grew up in Detroit. Mark does a great job. Thanks, man. Um, nope, I was I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, um, so we didn't know each other. I actually knew of Dave's amps way before we ever met. Like ten years before, I was on the gear page, checking out, always wanting that Van Halen sound, and people were like, "Gotta get a Friedman, gotta get a Friedman," and I was like, "I gotta get more money." <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, I didn't have it, uh, so I got myself a Splon. Um, and uh, which is a cool amp? Yeah, cool amp. Yeah, uh, much different feel, much different feel. Yeah. Uh, but cool stuff. Uh, but then, then I, then we met. So the rest is history. Um, all right, let's go to the next super chat. Uh, Mike in Miami. Hey Mike, hope you're feeling better. Thanks again for keeping me entertained while I'm recovering from two neck surgeries recently. Sorry Ooh. to hear that. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, but he's still playing, I think, which is good. So keep playing as Eddie says, just keep playing. Well, I'm sure whatever you had fixed or whatever was going on, it's probably going to be a lot better now. I hope so. Yeah. So. Definitely. Uh, and thanks for your messages, Mike. Appreciate them. Uh, Stephen Massey, um, thanks for the super chat. What would be the best speaker replacement for? A, oh, I thought we asked answered that. Uh, HT42 BAMP. I also it's not because it's not all two because it uses FETs. Um, I think we did answer we that. We did so. answer this, yeah. Stephen, um, before, just, but it may have been asked by somebody else, or maybe I asked. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, V30 or a red back. That was yeah, the. Uh, or maybe the cream backs, too. De uh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, Brent. Yeah, he texted me, too. Yeah. Shout out to John Sarsky. 
Sikarski at JTMs. He modded my recto and did an absolutely fantastic job. He is. <laughs> yeah, that's the base DI. Oh, to John Tokarski? Yeah. JT Amps. Okay, cool. Uh, what is this? Mark, different colors are just about the amount donated. Oh, interesting. Had no idea. So, like, if you donate a lot, a lot, a lot of money, what's the color? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I should just, I should just ask the super chat to to us, and then you can send me back the money. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you send like a thousand dollars, what what color is that? Um, yeah. Adam Wright. Uh, I don't know if, if you had a super chat. So. Let me know, DV, if you see these missed questions from folks, because I don't see the actual question. Um, and I know how that can happen. Like when you, you ever do a super chat, Dave, on YouTube? No, like, I'm, I just look at, I just see the super chats in the uh, in the comments here. Yeah, um, but if you go to do a super chat for a channel, it's possible that you can miss where it says putting in a question. Yeah. Uh, TJ Walsh. Hey, Dave, how rare is an actual Frank Levi modded 800? Pretty rare. I've almost never seen them. Um, in fact, the only one I've ever seen is Slashes. So um, it's really just taking an 800 and slightly tweaking some specs uh, in it. So uh, it's just slightly adding a little more gain and a little more brightness and stuff. Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, John DeShane, if you had a super chat, let me know. Because um, he says to BV, my super chat. So if there was something we missed, let us know. Uh, Mike in Miami. Dave, thoughts on Delil 4x4 uh, Deluxe Amp Cab Switcher to switch a few amps? Using a PS100 in the attenuator loop and using it for master effects uh, loop and volume attenuate for all amps. No need for MIDI. Um, I don't, I mean, I know of these products. I just don't know how they're accomplishing what they're doing with them. So I don't know if I can really comment. I do know that the, the, uh, well, for what, for what you're asking with with the effects loop and stuff and then the cab switching, uh, the, there's also another company. Um, I think, well, I think Ampete has addressed that in some of the switchers, and they will more in the future. Ampete's probably an excellent company, but they haven't had the attenuator loop. The one that I know that has the attenuator loop uh, is the K&E one from Switzerland. And they make a small one. It's like a half rack space. I think that's four and four. Uh, it's it's pretty much exactly what you're describing. And I and I know that works properly. Okay, look them up. Uh, Jeff Rock, um, I have a Sir Umbre. I was looking to attenuate it, and John recommends a load box in the second speaker out to scrub about three dB. The Umbre is safe at four eight and sixteen ohms. Um, can most amps manage this using using the load box in the second speaker out? Yeah, you can do that. It will attenuate uh, a little bit. Sure. For me, I have a I have an ombre. 
and I just put a uh, Dr. Z brake light on it. Yeah. And uh, just dialed it back. A couple notches. A couple notches, and it sounds great. So, yeah. I, I mean, the Dr. Z air brake works, works well. It is a resistive attenuator, but knocking it back a few notches, you're not really losing that much. And if anything, you're just losing just a touch of top end. And you can dial which it. Which you have plenty of top end back in the amp. So right. you're, not, you're not running it the top end at max anyway. At least that's how I do it. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of uh, super chats I missed. John DeShane, thank you. Compressor for my BE100 Deluxe running quite clean on a plexi channel long and low gain in the BE Cali stacked for Gilmore Knopfler type stuff clean into feedback. Okay. Um. Well, some of the compressors that I've liked a lot um over the years are the keely ego compressors cool not sorry the wampler ego compressor is cool the keely um the keely dynacompy compressor is cool can't think of what it's called um there's a exotic sp compressor that is really small and quite nice and also there's um an MXR one that's really neat called the um studio compressor I think they call it. It used to be the bass compressor but they also it's called the studio compressor now that it, it's supposed to be more like an 1176 sort of. Um those are some of the ones I like the most. Okay. Uh, to do you're going to have to experiment a little to figure out what um, which one of those accomplishes exactly what you want want to do? I mean, maybe start with the MXR Studio Compressor, maybe. Okay. Uh, Adam's question, what's your favorite simple reverb pedal? Also, what pedal takes a twin sister into BE100 territory? Thanks for answering my email about a matching twin sister cab this week. Uh, okay. The, the twin sister into BE territory, the Buxom boost, man, that, that would totally tweak it any which way you want it. Um, you can tighten it up. You can add more gain. You can make it a treble boost. You can, you know, do whatever. Remember with that pedal mid and bass off is flat and treble at half is flat. So, uh, start there and then start boosting things and doing stuff and then you have a tight knob on that too at first you know you could start with the eq off on that pedal and just tweak the tight knob first and the boost amount and then if you need some other tone shaping click the eq in and then have the eq set like i said and then just start tweaking that a little bit okay. and then as far as um simple reverb pedal Simple reverb pedal. Well, I mean, you know, in the past, uh, kind of an older pedal that I don't think is made anymore is the Digitech Polara, um, which was great. Uh, any any reverb pedal from um, New Neighbor, uh, the Wet pedal, or or uh, any really any of their reverb pedals are awesome. What do you think of the uh, Holy Grail from Electro Harmonics? Holy Grail's cool. Yeah, that's definitely cool. That's kind of a one sound or the flurb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's, th- that's also a really good sounding reverb. That's cool. 
uh raf 513 by the way no more super chats please no more because we got to go um <laughs> raf 513 thank you for the super chat hey guys i'd like to hear dave's thoughts regarding 20 watt amps with el34s instead of using el84s um well you're all you're all you're doing with the el34 then is reducing the voltages in the amp to get 20 watts out of it and cathode biasing it that's like say how the marshall 20s are done uh i kind of feel it's somewhat neutering it um it works the the tube has a slight bit more headroom um i kind of prefer to use the el84s actually but it depends on what power level you really want to get out of it like you say you wanted to get a little more you'd have to use a bigger tube the el84s are only going to get you about 18 to 20 watts max okay cars in depth favorite noise pedal isp decimate is great yeah um that the mxr and um smart gate also smart gate is great is yeah. um it depends on if you want to do the pre or post thing like like the decimator has a pre path that this is like a gate key, uh, key input essentially um i don't know you know the funny thing is long time ago we used to see noise reduction in rigs all the time and i cannot i i uh very seldom do I see any noise reduction in pro rigs anymore. Um, in fact, almost never. Uh, at least the rigs that I build. Um, a couple exceptions. Like we use, sometimes we use smart gates on the output of wireless units because wireless units are notoriously hissy. And we just set it really, really light just to take away that hiss from the wireless unit. Uh, so you'll see a smart gate there, generally speaking, in rigs that I wind up doing. And then um, occasionally someone doesn't like the amount of hiss that comes from a boost pedal or like a, a high gain, like boost overdrive pedal. So sometimes it'll they'll go in the loop with that pedal just to combat that extra hiss. But generally not for the whole rig. Yeah, it was much bigger in, in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, John, we got to your question. So um, thanks again for it. Uh, oh, wait, that was another good one. Cali 76. Yes, that would be a great compressor uh, with it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's one I forgot. Sorry. In fact, that might be the best choice for what you were talking. What's your favorite item at Chiba? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. I do chef's choice. I like the shrimp. The uh, the sea eel was fantastic. I would have more of that sea eel. That was really good. Sea eel? I didn't even know you had sea eel. Yeah, we both had it. Oh, you're right, 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 right. It had yeah. that. It was like a very oceany flavor. Yeah. Um. All right. So someone said I missed their question. I've been I've been there so many times. I mean, I've been going there twenty plus years. So the meals blend together. 
Uh, Mark II, 1964. I, I see that, but I don't see your question. I was scrolling to see if I actually saw the question. Um, so if, if you can f find it, because uh, it said Mr. Super Chat here, but I don't see the question actually. So um, it's the question below, you say? Below where? Uh, let me let me go back and see. No, I don't see your question, bro. Um, <coughs> Wait, who was it from? Uh, it was from Mark two nineteen sixty four. I see. Does it say what time time it was? No, two thirty seven. Okay, well, okay, two thirty seven. So that's got to be. Oh, the five dollar chat? No, yeah, okay. Yeah. See, and my oh. screen is blue. Yours is like green. Right below. There's no question right below. Yeah, I don't see it. Ask it again, real quick. Yeah, put it in there and ask BB to text it. Put to it me. at the bottom. Yeah, because we don't want to miss it. Um, Sarang Narayan, thanks for the super chat. Hey guys, I read somewhere that the Wave Friedman amps have their uh negative feedback setup is very different from how the majority of amps do it can you comment on how and why that is not at all it's normal i don't know what you're talking about really it's a standard depth depth style resonance circuit that's variable or not depending on the amp and then it's a standard 47 most of the time 47k feedback resistor and generally it's off the four ohm tap on most amps some other taps on others no it's very standard now the naked amps very different the naked amp that we don't really technically make mm -hmm. so that and that was derived from um a nailer design actually so it's funny from John. Ha ha, stop sending us money. <laughs> we just don't want to upset anybody. Uh, <laughs> normally, we I would say... We don't want to take your money and not answer your question. Yeah. And I'm sorry, there's other questions in here, too, that we're not answering. <laughs> yeah, we're just not going to be able to get to it all. Um, uh, did Bruce Egnator design the ISP noise gate? No, ISP did. Okay. Um, all right, so I know we have to... Uh, and there, yeah. I mean, there's a couple other little thing. Um, someone asked, do I use treble bleed circuits uh, in my guitars? Uh, no, I don't use any in my guitars because with our pickups, it doesn't quite need it. Is it worth upgrading your power amp from a Carvin TS100 to a Sin 5050? Uh, you know, I don't really know what the TS100 sounds like, so that's hard for me to answer my guess would be yes but I, I you know without really knowing what that one sounds like i'm not sure okay uh all right well we're gonna be back in less than a week we're gonna be back uh friday night with dean DeLeo, and that's 7 p.m pacific time and 10 percent 10 p.m uh, Eastern time. I can't talk. 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern uh, with Dean DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots. Also, Trip the Switch. Is that the name of the band with uh, Tom Trip the Witch. Trip the Witch. 
Yeah. With um with Tom Bukovac and looking forward to it. It's gonna be awesome. So you guys check that out. Uh and then we also have coming up as well uh the last couple guests that we've got scheduled. So we got Dean DeLeo on September 11th. We've got Johan Segborn coming on. Awesome. So psyched to have Johan on. And then uh, September 25th, we've got Rich Rankin from, from James Tyler, Tyler Guitars, formerly yeah. worked for Gibson, uh, doing like care K monitors and things. Um, and way before that, he worked for Tyler Guitars and he's also a recording engineer. So yeah, it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And uh Razor, you showed up a little late, man. What's up, sluts? He asked. Um I think Rez has been filming a video, maybe. Oh, that's cool. He's uh Hollywood Sounds, whatever he's he's always putting putting those great pictures up. Um or whatever he says. But yeah, uh I'm glad he's busy and back to work. So with all kinds of stuff in Hollywood. All right, so that's it. Anything else? Mm, no you know uh, i think to clarify and that guy that was asking about the negative feedback thing in my amps he later clarified that he goes well i thought you used to take it off uh the speaker jack early amps yes they came off the speaker jack jacks but that's not that unique that came from vintage marshall plexis and things so so then it depending on where you set the impedance selector it would change where the negative feedback was coming off of um we changed that later i haven't done that for years okay all right well i hope everybody has a great weekend and we will be back friday night all right if any of you guys if we missed any of your questions and you want it answered feel free to send me a question if you'd like at freedmanamps at gmail.com and I'd be happy to answer it. If you feel like we missed it in here and you really want to know, or you can email me at tone talk mark, Mark then will email me <laughs> yep. tone talk mark at gmail.com. Or if you have a question for me, feel free to email me. So, all right guys, thanks for all hanging. Right. Awesome. And, uh, we'll see you soon. See you Take later. Care.